in this episode. And she walked in as I was putting on a, a body shaper. And I had already had my bra on with my fake boobies. And she just stood there and went, whoa, I, uh, I've, never, I've never seen this. You do this uh, before. Uh, okay. And she just turned around and walked away. <laughs> now that's today's guest, Ryan, a.k.a. Trekkie, a cross-dresser from Indiana, describing her wife's surprise reaction as she saw her cross-dressing self, Ryan, get ready for the first time. It's another curious conversation with your girl, Giselle Marisol, here on episode 108 of the Cross Yas podcast. It's another doozy of a conversation, so prepare yourselves for another fun-filled episode. So, you ready to hear it? Yas! Yas, yas, yas! Yas, 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 yas! Cross Yas Podcast with Giselle Marisol. Yas! Yas! Yas, 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 yas! Yas, yas, yas. Welcome to the Cross Yas Podcast. The podcast that still says yas to everything related to cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender. I'm Giselle Marisol. I do consider myself transgender under the vast transgender umbrella. I still cross-dress every now and then, and I'll be your guide into the world of cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender. Check out our website, www.crossyaspodcast.com, for behind-the-scenes stuff, Q&As with guests, and ways you can support our podcast, like via our Patreon. You can also chat with me, Sierra, or other wonderful Cross Yas listeners on our Cross Yas Confidential Discord, which is also available on our website. We're always there to chat. And finally, if you enjoyed Ryan's story, and you have your own personal story that's cross-dressing, sexuality, and or gender-related, but wondering to yourself, hey, I wonder if anyone wants to hear my story. Well, duh, the answer to your question is allowed. Frickin' yes! Hit me up, Giselle, at crossyaspodcast.com, DM me on Instagram, at crossyaspodcast, or chat me up on Discord, rochi underscore mochi, pound 7325. Looking forward to hearing from you. Back again on a Saturday, everyone. This one's a fun one. I talked to Ryan, aka Trekkie, who is a Star Trek fan, if that wasn't obvious enough, who tells her exciting cross-dressing journey. She also has some other unique kinks about her, like how she too is part of the ABDL community, and how she wears diapers, and is even a theater kid. I absolutely loved our conversation, and I think you will too. Forgive me for the audio in this one for the first 15 minutes or so, but it does get better afterwards. Just like our lives in general, right? How it does get better. But enough nonsense on my end, here's my curious conversation with Ryan, AKA Trekkie. It's also just a one-parter, so it's all here on episode 108. So enjoy. Uh, well, welcome Trekkie to the Cross Yas podcast. How are you today, girl? Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks. How are you? I'm great. I just got off work, so I'm a little tired. But you know, I'm 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 pushing through because I lo- I love talking to people, and like it's a pleasure to f- talk to you because I know we've been talking a little bit um, on Discord. I'm super excited to have you here. Do you want to tell the Cross Yas listener who you are and what brings you to the podcast? Um, well, I go by Trekkie online, um, kind of early on in you know getting to know different communities of people online. Um, it was you know, encouraged to share your interests, right, outside of whatever uh, kink or, um, you know, specific interest brought you together, you know, try to find common connection outside of that as well. So I was like, oh, well, I've been a, a Trekkie for as long as I've been a crossdresser. So <laughs> it didn't seem that anybody was using that handle. So that's nice. what I go by online. <laughs> 
just allows allows for a bit of an icebreaker right off the bat, and you know, people know that it's you know I'm maybe a little bit uh, uh, um, maybe adolescent in my thinking as well. You know, I'm a little a little bit of a fanboy. Yes, yes. I, I mean, I love fanboys, fangirls, whatever you or however you identify within the gender spectrum slash scatterplot. Um, Absolutely. Yes, yes. Um, well, of course, I'll always start with, with how did you know you were uh, how about how did you know you were a Trekkie? How about that? Before we even get to the gender <laughs> spectrum. <laughs> that the Star Trek felt safe to me uh, growing up. Like, look at all these possibilities. And there's a group of people that just travel around and try to include as many people as as they can. Um, and so, you know, I, I grew up uh, uh, with a single mom. And so Captain Picard just sucked me in. I was like, yes, Captain Picard and his friends, that's, that's who I want that's to. The, that's the crew I want to hang out with. Um, right, right. Because I felt like an outsider a lot growing up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, to answer the questions that, that you're probably getting towards, when did I know I was a crossdresser? Um, that that came pretty early on. Um, I I always felt the expectation to present male. Um, and these days, if you know, if I let my family see me in something that's feminine, and they notice and they point it out, and a conversation ensues. Um, yeah, my mom said, well, you always wanted to wear little ties and suits and things like that. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I did. That, that was totally me <laughs> on the outside. And, uh, I was always told, you know, I, I had a very supportive, uh, mom and, and, and certainly her side of the family was always very supportive and shared messages like you're loved for exactly who you are. But I, I never felt comfortable. Um, I, I, I guess I didn't think that love extended to what I felt internally was was going against the expectation um, from from the sources that I had, at least, you know, in my little brain. Um, but uh, yeah, I was uh, I, I, I shared with you recently on Discord uh, who I think my first crush was, and there was a confu- Ooh, yes. there was there was a confusion there right off the bat. Like the first time I ever felt this way towards somebody, there was this confusion of what does this person mean to me? I couldn't quite put my finger on it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I had a dream about this this girl in class who was not afraid to stand up in front of the class and sing. Like <laughs> she was a new kid and she was just <laughs> singing, and I mm-hmm. she was just cute and friendly and confident. I went, wow, this this person is. Is, is in some way meaningful to me. And I had a dream that together we were standing on stage wearing matching dresses and matching braces, by the way, because my teeth, I felt nice. my teeth were a mess. And she had braces with those cute little <laughs> rubber bands on them. But anyway, I thought they were right. cute. And we were, <laughs> yeah, we were standing on stage in matching outfits, singing. And that dream just, like, I didn't know what to do with it at all. Um, How old were you, Turkey? Oh, I would have been, it would have been third or fourth grade. Wow. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so a very, into, yeah. so it was a very young, you know, crush before, before any type of understanding of, of sexuality or anything like 
that. It was a very innocent, just I kind of adore that person. And that feeling has carried with me all along throughout um, throughout my life and throughout relationships. And it's been it's one it's been one that's difficult to reconcile. Because um, mm-hmm. it puts mm-hmm. a lot of expectation on the re- relationship. So it's only been in the last couple of years that I've understood and recognized it for myself and have met people that are understanding, I guess, and, and has gone, well, if, if this is something that is internal to me, then um, it doesn't need to be satisfied by an outside source. I don't need to put pressure or expectation on another person to fulfill my hmm. desires for femininity. I can, I can own that. And yes. um, because I've been doing it, you know, shamefully all along in, you know, you know shamefully in, in my own mind all along. Um, uh, so why not, why not try to find some, some common ground and some, some community and it's working. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Oh, you talk about recently finding out or more about Trekkie. Um, what do you mean by that? Recently, oh, okay. So uh, <laughs> when I introduced myself to the folks on the Discord server, I, I immediately mm-hmm. said, um, you know, I, I came into um, this community, the cross yes community, or the uh, transgender discussion in general uh, through a kink community. Um, around the same time that I was having thoughts about gender, or, you know, I didn't even understand that it was gender at the time. I just was confused. <laughs> um, I also had another very confusing impulse um, that surrounded uh, diapers. Um, hmm. And uh, so I got really excited when uh, you announced Abby was coming on the show a while back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I shared mm-hmm. that podcast with lots of friends. Um, nice. Uh, because, yeah, that was, that was another part of the shame parcel in my mind. What do I do with this? Why do I, why, why do I want to put on a diaper? Um, and I was found out at a, at a young age as well and you know, shamed in front of my brothers and sisters. And that just kind of didn't go well for me. So I put all of these things inside a box in my mind and just went, these, these are not the things that I will be loved for. These, these are right. the things that I need to keep to myself um, and, right. and try to find healthy outlets for <laughs> this kind of self-imposed nonsense. And like Abby was saying as well, you know, I, I channeled my focus into my career, into my relationships and doing, checking off all of the uh, shoulds on the, um, you know, modern Western male or female, you know. I'm not going to put anyone in a box, but the, the modern expectation of what a meaningful life might mm-hmm. be. Let's, let's do all that and do it as well as we can. Um, mm-hmm. But um, it's, it's all very fulfilling. I, I love my kids. I love my wife. I'm happy to say all of that is, is healthy and growing and, you know, under COVID restrictions, of course. Um, of course, of course. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it, it can't be everything. True. So, you say you are married and have kids, and I guess you're cross-dressed, you're Trekkie, you are into diapers, you're, you're a whole gamut of things there, Trekkie. <laughs> um, uh, do you want to talk to about more about, like, who knows about all this stuff, other than, you know, now every cross-yass listener out there? <laughs> like, who knows publicly about it? Or, who, like, was it tough coming out? Or 
Are you still secretive uh, about it, or no one knows? So, so yeah, I'll, I'll start. Um, I suppose I'll start with the, the very beginning, if, if that's okay. Um, because yes, my please. first serious girlfriend <laughs> asked me to dress up in girls' clothing for her several times. And I don't know. I you didn't lucky know bitch. I, I, didn't know bitch. Why, I didn't know why, and it terrified <laughs> me, and I laughed at her. I mean, that's how self-destructive wow. I was. Um, mm. I, I was still guarding my masculinity so much um, that I, I, I mean, I wasn't mean to her at all. But I said, no, that, that, that's not for me. I'm sorry. How um, old were you at this point, Trekkie? 16. Oh, okay. I, I'm small. I'm a small person. Um, I, a part of when, when I was very, grandparents were close by, when life was simple, and I was, you know, uh, I was a, um, appreciated for being cute. Um, and I see it in my mm-hmm. own son, right? He bats his eyelashes right. and he, um, uh, my son is a whole other. <laughs> Other other fun thing to talk about because he's such a such a, a, a cool little person. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's interesting when when you do have kids of your own and you start to see each one of them um, explore things in their own way. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. Um, we can edit that part out, maybe. <laughs> it's fine. We love kids here. Don't worry. <laughs> um, anyway, um, so. I, I still felt uh, all along, like as as the rest of the guys that I knew were growing, were going through puberty, were playing sports, I was behind. Mm-hmm. And but I was just as into girls and just as into you know modern, not modern, uh, uh, appropriate social interactions for the for 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 our age as anybody else. You know, I wanted to go on dates with girls. I said. I was in a show choir and I was in theater and that was the way that I got to, um, you know, engage, but I, I wasn't taken seriously uh, in, in, in having girlfriends until, you know, I was 16 and I had this girlfriend um, who was fantastic um, at the time. Um, we grew a lot together and she asked me if, you know, I would do that. And I thought, thought that would be so damaging to my newfound masculinity that it would just, I would be mocked. We lived in a really, really rural town. Um, and uh, I just, I, I, I couldn't fathom what that would be like at the time. Um, but then um, I didn't, then, then, like I said, I was my diaper pink. My parents found out about that when they found that I had taken a pull-up mm-hmm. from my brother's room <laughs> and, put nice. it in the, and put it in the trash. Um, I don't know oh. why. I don't know why a, a parent was listening to me closely enough to, to track me out to the garbage can outside our house to see what I had put in the trash. It seems like a pretty trivial thing, but there was enough suspicion in that household that um, they, uh, they saw me put a diaper in the trash and then just had it out in front of me, you know, berating me and accusing me of, of inappropriate behavior with kids. And I, I, I was, at the time, you know, it was right around the same time I had this girlfriend, maybe a, a year or two earlier, I think. Uh, so maybe 14 or 15 that this happened. Um, wow. And I, I had no idea what to do with that. It just, 
it, it, from, from there it created a barrier between me and that side of my family that I, we, we haven't been able to come back from, really, um, unfortunately. Um, you know, those kinds of things snowball into other things and tensions run high. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, that's just kind of explaining, again, the, the, the boxes that I put myself in. Um, yeah. Plenty of supportive and caring people out there who obviously um, could see me for me, but I, I, I wasn't capable of, of listening to them at the time. Um, and, and I was up front with my wife about my kink, my, my diaper fetish. I, I felt that would have been unfair. Um, before you got in the relationship or was this like during, you know, before you got married, before you became was, a boyfriend and girlfriend? It was before we got married. We had already become serious. Okay. Yeah. We were already seeing each other seriously. Excuse me. That's mm. my lovely wife calling in now. But of course, perfect timing. Thank you, wifey. <laughs> oh, do I sound better now? Oh, wait, no, you sounded better a, okay. a minute ago. Okay, then I'm going to Do I sound better now? Yeah, you, you sound better this way. Okay, great. Yeah, so you sound clearer now, too. Oh, fantastic. It's less static. Well, hopefully we haven't confused um, our listeners. That's fine. They're confused already if they listen to this podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's what I'm hoping for for a for a, an audience. Like I'm confused. What should this be? Oh, wait. Trekkie is a crossdresser that likes wearing diapers and is a Trekkie. Uh, what? Well, oh. on, honestly, after okay. after listening to Abby, I was I was a little bit hesitant to reach out because I didn't want to. Uh, there there are so many um, of us out there. I mean, relatively speaking, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's. It was through a group of ABDLs. Well, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I I suppose I'm getting that getting to that uh through what we were talking about Ooh, yes get there girl okay <laughs> um so my wife knowing about my kink um and enjoying wearing diapers I, I haven't been into age regression just wearing a diaper feels comforting and we can get into that more later um you know it, it I, <laughs> I say i'm not into age regression but there's clearly a link to when i was younger and feeling safe and feeling um, uh, secure and things like that, but I don't mentally Clearly, regress. Yes. There, there, there's right. there are a lot of people out there that call themselves that, that refer to themselves as age players, and and they like to mentally regress to a younger state. Um, mm-hmm. For me, it's just more of a we. It's it's a com- uh, a comforting state just just wearing a diaper. Okay. So, um, being able to do that privately. Um, but then also looking for some form of connection to a community so I didn't quite feel so shameful, I discovered podcasts. Um, and I had never listened to podcasts before, but I felt that a podcast would be a good way of, of, of passively engaging with community, listening to discussions, um, and found some wonderful uh, resources out there um, on podcasts. And uh, I, I try to keep myself active, so I go for a walk most mornings and listen to a, a podcast. And it was, I think, in January of 20, 2019. I was out for a walk and was listening to a podcast, and they were talking about a convention in Chicago that was happening on a, over a weekend in March that was a, a gathering of ABDLs. And um, 
the date sounded familiar to me. So I looked at my calendar and sure enough, my wife and I were going to be in Chicago that weekend. Um, we had been given uh, Christmas tickets to see Hamilton or Christmas Lovely. present nice. to see Hamilton. Yeah. Um, it was a wonderful present and it left us with a free day in Chicago. And um, so I, I worked up the courage to ask my wife if she would support me in some way in going to this conference for a, a, a undetermined amount of time. Can we just, would you be interested in, in either allowing me to go to take time away from, from our vacation, from, from our, our daily lives together? <laughs> you know, I'm also, you know, asking for a vacation from that to go check this out. And it was a big ask because we don't get away very often. Um, and uh, she took some time to think about it and came back with, yes, and I'd like to go with you. Um, which was wonderful to hear, but also made me a little bit nervous because we hadn't made, you know, the, the, we hadn't shared anything about um, my ABDL kink in many, many years. So, you know, I was, I was keeping it to myself. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't, I didn't know really what that was going to look like. So we just agreed to go for breakfast. And we did. And even just at breakfast, we had a wonderful time. There were so many people walking around, just genuinely happy, grown adults, just generally, genuinely happy, eating crappy buffet breakfast food at a hotel. <laughs> okay. Like just carefree and having fun. And that even just that appealed to both of us. Um, okay. And there are activities set up. There are um, workshops. There are even um, uh, um, my my wife found a, a big connection through um, mental health therapist. She's a mental health therapist, and um, mm. there there was research happening. You know, a, a, an organization um, helping promote research into the community and trying to help normalize it a little bit. And so that nice. was that okay. was one one way she really found a home there and. Um, so yeah, anyway, after, so because it's a hotel takeover and hotels generally have conventions or the, the types of hotels that you'd, you'd, you'd find an, an event like this is a, is a convention hotel. They've got rest, a restaurant and they serve breakfast and it's all part of the package. It's like a all-inclusive ABDL weekend, basically. Cool. Um, but that was too much for both of us. Um, we had never experienced anything like this. Um, so so like I said, we just dropped in for breakfast and then decided to stay a little bit longer. And, and we did. And we found out in um, a common space, a very large grown-up sized ball pit set up and we couldn't resist. So we just jumped in and start, <laughs> started playing in the ball pit. Uh, Pre-COVID days, I'll remind you. Um, right. And, yeah, I'm uh, like, and, no, and, you should be nowhere near a ball pit right now. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> exactly. Well, and it should be said that one of the things that we felt immediately at home with was these these weren't a bunch of people who are are, are being childish in, in the fact that they're not being irresponsible or, you know, the way we see our actual children behave. These these are all grownups who, who genuinely um, appreciate having this level of connection with other human beings that they haven't found anywhere else. So it's, it, it really was a, a, a beautiful experience for, for both of us. Um, but the very first person we met um, was a, 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 um, a biological male, but dressed in 
little girl clothing. Um, and this person um, runs the um, ABDL kind of munch community. A munch is a, a social gathering that happens kind of at the, at the local level. And uh, they, they live just down the road from our house here in Indiana. And that was the first person that we had a conversation with. And so my kind of world just blew up at that moment. I went, hang on a second. There's, there's, I just met a friend who lives down the road from me, who also wears diapers and is wearing little girl clothes and is sitting here talking with my wife and everything's okay. <laughs> it, it was, it was a lot to take. In, in that moment, like, what, what, what have I been doing? Um, why haven't I, why haven't I pushed harder? Why haven't I fought harder for myself? And, um, and it wasn't a moment of regret. It was, it was, it was honestly a moment of just joy. Talk about fortuitous. Like how lucky are you to have the person who does everything you do, who lives right down the street, whereas like yeah. everywhere Every other person around the world is dying to meet some other cross-dresser or trans, trans individual or non-binary person who can live within the same city or even right. within the same state. Like no one can find those people. So wow. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> I mean, it 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 just keeps going. It it keeps, and you're 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 not going to believe the the no, twist. Keep talking, girl. I'll has. listen. Keep talking. I'm listening. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna fumble so many times because um, I'm nervous as hell, but. We're just. No, gonna, I love it. We're gonna keep plowing I through it. it. <laughs> keep going. So yeah, we met these these wonderful people who who basically took us in. Um, sorry, I think I only mentioned um, the 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 one person that we met in the uh, in the ball pit. Mm -hmm. That person then introduced us to their fiance. Um, nice. And they you know told us that they were getting married and invited us nice. to you know get to know them better. We, we actually left the convention. We were only, we didn't even know how long we were going to be there for, but we elected to leave the convention with them and go get lunch. We had had some sushi and nice. basically just tagged along with them and let them introduce us to, to this interesting little world and <laughs> came back from the convert, uh, convention. They in invited us to their wedding. We helped them move. Um, have game nights and and the, the the wonderful thing is is because you know we're families and we live in the real world none of this revolves around kink it's just having friends that know um it it feels so much more supportive um mm -hmm. and uh um so yeah um the the next year uh we decided to go back to the convention and uh, book tickets for multiple days, but we decided not to stay in the hotel. Um, you know, I'm I'm in my early 40s. In fact, <laughs> I'm 40. And um, you know, congratulations! The, oh, thank you very much. <laughs> um, the as you can imagine, um, a convention with a bunch of people really uh, enjoying themselves as completely as they can. Um, still being respectful, um, but it, it can be a rather mm -hmm. raucous place at night. So we elected to, to stay somewhere else. Um, but we we had so much fun that we committed to going for, for three days. And 
Yeah. This this time, my challenge was expressing to my wife that I would really like to take these three days to present feminine Ooh, as well okay. as just, you know, maybe wearing a diaper under my clothes. Okay. Um, and, and she agreed because um, my wife is, is a very supportive and open-minded person, but she, you know, she still has, you know, I have a laundry list of challenges, many of which we've discussed already right here. Um, you know, but she has her own challenges yeah. and being a, a, a real authentic woman who has battled many challenges of being a woman in the 20th century um, or any time throughout history. Um, but she has her own set of challenges. And, and for her, seeing her husband um, dressed in girl clothes is not appealing. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was agreeing out of support for me, um, which is wonderful. But it, it did take its toll. Um, you know, this time she elected to skip out on the second day of the conference and go do her own thing, which was fantastic. It was probably the best move because it, it, it did allow me to know that I was supported enough that I could take the three days as we had agreed upon to, to experience something new. And that mm-hmm. we don't have to be attached to the hip and we don't have to feel obligated to meet each other's every need. Um, mm-hmm. um, it, was still, it was still a challenging trip, you know, uh, more challenging than the first, you know, very carefree, just drop in for a day. But we, we went, uh, I, I got to experience something new and it was, it was fantastic. Uh, and it's that trip that has really sent me on this journey of, questioning gender more than just am i am i playing dress up and am i keeping this hidden purely out of fear or are there parts of me that i can fully acknowledge in in my in 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 a in a larger community um in, or or you know authentically in in daily life and um so so yeah so uh after after that trip, my my wife and I started couples therapy, and we both have mm-hmm. individual therapy as well. And we've had a lot of fantastic moments. Um, you know, it's been challenging through mm. COVID for sure. Yeah, but there there have been a, a couple of strange uh, and wonderful coincidences that that I alluded to earlier, such as Ooh. finding out that. Uh, a very good friend of mine from high school who was was quite a big influence on me uh, growing up and and going you know on, on along my career um came out as transgender mhm nice uh, yeah. yay yay yeah yeah i'm so happy <laughs> for her and um so i i just as as my wife were actually on our way out um this is pre covid we were out on our way for a a date weekend we, tr- we tried to do a, a night or two away periodically just to reconnect. And it, it obviously hasn't happened in a long time. In fact, the convention I was talking about earlier was basically one year ago now. And we came yeah, home. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. We came home wow. and went directly into lockdown. And Wow. Yeah. Oh, man. And so I've, yeah. been, I've been going on this journey during COVID through, you know, Ugh. virtual therapy sessions, listening to your podcast. Hey. Yay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and, and, and speaking with my 
um, my friend who who came out as transgender. So, so this friend uh, met we met in high school. We were both theater kids, and of course, uh, it's always the theater kids. Yeah, we're the quirky ones. <laughs> um, we we find each other. Then we we bumped into each other again in college. We happened to go to the same college and worked together. And then after college, we both decided to go to graduate school in the same field and moved from the West Coast, or not right on the coast, but the Western US out to the East. Both went to graduate school to study the same thing. Gender and... studies or? I'm sorry? Just kidding. Gender studies or? <laughs> well, we're, that's, that's a journey we've been on together uh, more recently. So no, we, we were studying, uh, again, theater related f- fields um, uh, in graduate school. And then, and have been seeing each other on and off at, 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 at conventions in our field. And so when, when they came out as transgender, uh, she came out as transgender right as I was discovering, okay, you know, and, and, and confronting my gender, I, I decided it was definitely w- worth a phone call. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, right then when, when I said congratulations, I said, and, you know, I, I want you to know that it seems we have even more in common because I've, I've been dressing up in girls' clothes just, you know, in the same small town from you just down the road. <laughs> and she said, well, what else have you been dressing up in? And I said, I don't know what you're talking about. And she said, well, I'd really like to know where you were last year in March, on March. And she had the dates right there ready to go. And she said, yeah, your wife posted on Facebook that you were going to be there to see Hamilton. And, uh, well, I just couldn't help but notice that it overlapped with another convention that I was at. (laughs) No way. So this, even just this morning, you and I were chatting on Discord about... uh, uh, the value in in finding these connections and how many people have appreciated the connections that have been created by the co- podcast, and I, I have to wholeheartedly agree, one hundred percent. It's just the, the things are too crazy. <laughs> I, I, yeah, what street is that? What magical street do you live on that has all these wonderful cross-dressing transgender individuals? Jesus, I I don't I, I live in I live in Indiana. <laughs> Like, they're, we're all just hiding. That's the thing. We're all yeah. just hiding from each other. And we're all suffering from the same anxieties. Or, uh, you know, I don't want to overgeneralize, but we're, there are so many people that are suffering from anxieties that are, that are internalized, um, mm-hmm. longing for connection. And it's there. <laughs> um, and another crazy coincidence um, during the height of what I feel was COVID loneliness, well, I don't know. It just seems to be getting, <laughs> it, it, yeah, it continues to change, doesn't it? We, we, we don't know yeah. what's going to happen. Nope. Mm-hmm. But in November, anyway, um, a friend of mine contacted me and said, did you hear that there's a, an ABDL store opening just not far from where you live? Hmm. And a- ABDL stores are pretty rare. We actually now happen to have two in Indiana, which is. Wow. Is it on your street or? Um, <laughs> I have to go. Uh, it, it's, it's between five and 10 minutes, to, uh, depending on traffic. It's not oh exactly. God. Yeah. And is it your store? No. 
<laughs> no, but it also opened. It's it's not actually in my same town. There's you know all these suburbs that 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 dot the, the, the Indianapolis. Um, so technically, it's it's just outside of my town, and it's a very very conservative area. Very you know I don't go into Wendy's uh, in this town because there there will be too many people carrying firearms. Oh jeez, for for my taste anyway. Hmm. But but you you come down. I'm I'm giving way too much away. We're gonna have to edit all of this out. <laughs> no, you're not. Relaxed. There's not. I'm sure all the Wendy's in Indiana. They must be talking about me. Like, okay. <laughs> so it's fine. Don't even worry. About all right. <laughs> but yeah, you you just drive ten minutes south, and I I I will walk. You know, COVID has been a blessing for me. Uh, I, I and I hate to say that. Um, because it's this one very, very small, isolated circumstance that maybe some of us share that has been wonderful. It's been shit, and we all know it. For but, everyone else, yeah. I yeah, mm-hmm. just the ability to go into Target with a mask on and wear a skirt and feel safe. Like, I can try this out and see if this feels authentic to me, because I'm questioning gender right now, and that's all I want to do, is question it. And... I even said that to to my friend that that I met at this conference last summer when there was, you know, we couldn't go out and do anything, but I was, I have a canoe and I just said, hey, I'd like to dress up as a girl and go paddling. Would you come with me? (laughs) I just want to, I just want to experience it. I just want to see what it's like. And, you know, during COVID we can, we can do that because we don't have to necessarily run the risk of instant recognition there's there's at least having a mask on there's at least a a feeling of security there Uh, and i wish it wasn't that way because i've I've listened to enough of your podcast to know that you like to ask people what they would like in an ideal world Mm -hmm. you already answered my question but yes what is your ideal world already (laughs) (laughs) that that for for me gender uh, can can fluctuate or at least my expression of my gender can fluctuate um, mm-hmm. at this point in my life, I still baseline as a man. I, I, you know, it, it almost feels strange for me to say that because as, you know, I, um, I have been questioning it so much, but I, I, I feel comfortable with my male body and with, uh, a, a good deal of the expectation that comes with the, our societal definition of male. Um, mm-hmm. and I have a lot of interests that align that way. I, I don't mm-hmm. I don't have a dysphoria with my body, but I certainly have an interest and a and a uh, a desire, and it it turns me on to see my uh, to to feel my body in different ways. Um, in there, yeah, not your body, but you know, any body, my body. You know. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um. Can, so can so I ask, let me ask you this though: I, you like, are clearly you are clearly the most aware of your own body you're clearly scholarly you've gone to enough colleges around the u.s it sounds like <laughs> that you you know but why this when i when you talk to me and you've like you're kind of scared and i guess i get the nervousness and the hesitation but what is it you think that makes you so hesitant in your mind that makes you like not want to be i mean thank god to covid like you said that you're able to wear masks and stuff but like why not be more open or out about it? Is it like an Indiana thing? Because I've had one or two other guests from Indiana, and it seems like you guys are so hesitant. I don't know if that's just... Well... Is that a thing in the I, Midwest? I don't know. 
It is. It, it is a thing in the Midwest, and it's. I, I'm. I'm not a Midwesterner. I, I moved out here uh, for education, and then met my wife, and we decided to raise our children here for many, many practical reasons. I, you know, mm-hmm. we made a lot of. I, I feel good decisions on paper. <laughs> there, 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 there are many great reasons to to raise a family in in the Midwest, and and certainly in certain areas of the Midwest, and we felt where we settled was a was a, a good compromise again on paper given the level we were currently communicating sure. with but this would be a, a supportive environment for all of us it's it's the least supportive for me yeah <laughs> so not all of us you mean right. for everyone except yourself right right yeah. on the, you know again you know classic star trek quotes the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few Kirk and Spock. Mm-hmm. But um, nice. yeah, nice. no, and, and that's one of the, I guess that's one of the roles that I placed on myself that I'm the most uncomfortable with is that I put the needs of my family ahead of mine. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, that's, it, it all comes back to my continued, well, I, I mean, I, I've, I've only just started figuring this out two years ago. <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. really, I've really only started to, to make any progress during COVID. And um, so that, that, that stems from something pretty pretty deep within myself that uh, is, is just, you know, fearful of, of uh, rejection. Right now, you know, I, I do, I am starting to dress femme in my daily life. Um, yes. mm-hmm. I've started wearing just kind of subversive things, you know, leggings with a long shirt. Um, <laughs> I realized mm-hmm. the other day that I was standing out in front of my lawn talking to my neighbor wearing leggings and a pink t-shirt. Uh, with my hair pulled nice. back in a ponytail, and he didn't bat an eye. Mm-hmm. And I came back into the house and went, "Oh wow, I didn't even think about that. I just that didn't even occur to me that I I had walked out because I work from home. We're under mm-hmm. lockdown. You know, we we we're fortunate enough that we live in an area where you can have your groceries delivered. And I'm not saying we're never out of the house, but it's rare that we are. So I, I I'm with within the confines of the house this this last year. I've I've had the freedom to to be who I want to be in front of my family, and um, it's the the challenge now is as we are opening back up and as things get warmer. I yes, I'm I'm absolutely going to want to continue this momentum that I've found for myself, and uh, I'm just I'm just building up the strength and courage, I suppose, at this point. And the tough thing is that so many people, you know, even my wife included at the beginning, I've, I've had to do a lot of this hard work on figuring out who I am because the automatic assumption is that I'm unhappy with who I am and that I want to mm-hmm. um, change my gender. Mm-hmm. And um, Permanently. Yeah. And the assumption that you want to do it full time, which you, you may or may not do, but it's something you do have to discover on your own. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. And that's been difficult for my wife as well, because even though that's how I feel um, right now at this moment, I know that how I felt throughout most of my life ran contrary, you know, I wasn't being honest with myself, so I wasn't going to put myself in a box. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I said, you know, look, I feel uncomfortable just putting a blanket statement across Saying no, I'm 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 cis. I'm 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 cis. I'm straight. Well, I am straight. I, I'm not attracted to men. 
don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. there's some imagery that uh, is certainly that I've seen on our Discord server that's certainly yep. very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> um, but when it comes to having a romantic relationship or even a, a, an intimate sexual relationship, no, I'm I, 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 I'm very happy with the one I have. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I feel like I have to do a, lo- a lot of convincing that no, this is just something I like doing. It, it doesn't define me, and it's and I, I feel lighter. I feel happier. I I feel more just authentically me when I get to experience this, and mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be all the time, and it doesn't mean that our relationship has to change, or is going to change at all. But it's just it's putting in the work and putting myself out there that mm-hmm. that is scary. But well, speaking of which, you said you recently went out with your wife as yeah. Trekkie. Do you want to tell the cross the yas listener about that experience? Absolutely. Um, well, and I should say that I, the the name <laughs> I haven't given myself a a a cross dressing name yet. Why though? You're Trekkie. That's that's oh, all you need. You sure. don't need to be. Okay. <laughs> but it uh, depends on you. I mean, you you see yourself in the mirror, and if you think, yeah, Trekkie, you know, I mean, it's, if you're it's, gonna put Trekkie on your license, that's fine too. I mean, who do we to judge? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right, we can we can skip that one for now. Um, yeah, we had a lovely <laughs> evening, or a lovely uh, twelve hours. We Ooh. we we mm-hmm. our, our kids left the house for the night, went to our relatives that we've been in a bubble with. Mm-hmm. And I, I was just said to my wife that I would um, like to spend at least part of the time dressed femme. And she smiled and she said, I, I'm, I knew you would, and that's totally fine. And I, I said, I'd, I'd also like to consider leaving the house um, and going out and being girlfriends together. And she said that she would be willing to do that as well. But neither of us are comfortable eating at restaurants at this at this point. So we knew, and then, you know, that there aren't any activities or events open that, that we were interested in checking out. So we kind of just did what we, we decided we were going to do what we did when we were broke in college and didn't have air conditioning in our apartment. Um, and it was really hot, which was just go and walk around, <laughs> go and walk around a store like Target or Ikea. Cause that was kind of, that was something that we, uh, we used to do and, mm-hmm. and it was just kind of carefree and just, just go for a walk. Literally we did that yeah, because our apartment free. was, yeah, our apartment was yeah. so hot and we didn't have any money. <laughs> so we we're just going to go somewhere with air conditioning. Yeah. So, so in this case it was just go, uh, go somewhere with heat <laughs> because we didn't want to be outdoors. <laughs> it was too cold. So go somewhere with mm-hmm. heat that we can walk around with masks on. So after, after uh, dropping our kids off, my wife came home and I was already dressed. Uh, oh Ooh. no, I'm sorry. I wasn't. <laughs> Oh um, no. Okay. I wasn't dressed when she got back. I I just started getting dressed and I I keep my girl clothes in a closet in my office. Of course. Yeah. When it, when you work from home that's the you know that's my safe space so if I want to dress up and get private space that's where it is. And mm-hmm. my office is is right off the kitchen. So she was just kind of walking around doing her thing and I said I'm going to start getting dressed in here. And she walked in as I was putting on a a body shaper. And I had already had my bra on with my fake boobies. And she just stood there and went, whoa, I, uh, I've, never, I've never seen this. You do this uh, before. Uh, okay. And she just turned around and walked away. <laughs> and, uh, and went and poured herself a drink. 
And uh, I just had to take a deep breath and go, that, that, that was in no way a negative reaction. That was a, an honest reaction. She was right. She's never seen you do that before. And this is new and this is different. So just keep going. You know, just, just keep going. Cause in the past I, that would have shut me down. I've been, I would have felt so shameful that I, I, there's no way I would have been able to proceed. Um, but I finished getting dressed and she gave me a very polite compliment. She said, you look very cute. And she took me by the hand. She said, okay, let's work on your makeup. And so we went upstairs to her vanity and uh, I laid out a couple of people, pieces of makeup that I had bought uh, a couple of months ago, knowing, knowing okay. absolutely nothing. Nothing, of course. Um, and she said, well, that's very nice, sweetie. But she just brushed it all aside and, and used her, <laughs> her good makeup. Yeah. And she just did some very light eyes. We were both going to be wearing masks anyway. So uh, yeah, just, just some, some light stuff on the eyes. And I pulled my hair back. And um, we just went and walked around Ikea, though the, the tensions did rise on the, on the drive over. Um, just because it's... Well, there's always tensions in marriage and kids and COVID, and there's just there's so much emotions are running high right now. Um, mm-hmm. So we we had to regroup in the car again and and say is is this something that we can commit ourselves to? I mean, tonight this is this is again pushing comfort zones. This is redefining boundaries for both of us. Mm-hmm. Let's let's really make sure that we're emotionally equipped to handle this tonight. Um, and so we both sat there and kind of took some deep breaths and got out of the car. I made sure I pulled my skirt down. Oh, that's the other thing about um, being uh, somebody who enjoys or feels safe wearing diapers if you're a cross-dresser. You don't have to have the anxiety of which bathroom you're going to use. <laughs> Very good point. <laughs> um, now, I, will, I, I really don't like the idea of number twos, but, you know, out of convenience, uh, certainly number ones can can certainly help with that but that constantly means you know i'm pulling my script down making sure i'm not flashing anybody because although i'm very confident in the idea that i can be authentically myself expressing gender however i i feel i don't want to expose anybody to a kink ever um hmm, that's, okay. that's that's unconsenting right, right right so um anyway so that was just a fun thing for me though to feel like oh i'm little and i'm pulling down my skirt and i look cute and you know it was it it's again, it's just all the sens- feelings, the sensations and feeling that ebb and flow as we were walking around of being conscious of how I was presenting and then letting it fade to the background every now and then, um, mm-hmm. you know, just getting lost in what we were looking at. Uh, a very kind, friendly salesperson as we were looking at some couches she was making some recommendations you know we weren't there to buy anything we don't need a couch but we were just looking at some, yeah. <laughs> some cute things and she just came yeah. over um and you know respectively stood her distance but made some fun recommendations and just talked to us in, in a friendly way and told us you know have have fun and uh, that meant a lot to both of us yeah and we did now this was your this was your first time ever going out together as you and uh, you as Chucky and your wife together um well there was capcon oh i, I said okay. the name of the convention that's the convention in chicago that's oh nobody so, cares girl it's fine yeah no i'm just saying that's the convention <laughs> yeah okay yeah no no you're right i am nervous about everything yeah it's the i think see that's why i'm sensing the hesitation is this i that's how i still know you're very new to the public scene of being yourself which is really scary right the internet is a super scary space of like Oh my gosh, I'm putting myself out there. What will people say? 
oh my god, my boss will know who it is. My mom will listen to this obscure ass podcast that like nobody like really, really listens to. But no, that'll be the thing that outs me. It's like, I mean, is it so bad? But now you're the one who's going out in public, and now you're the one who's you know telling your wife. And now you're the one who's meeting all these wonderful people and supportive people. Like, is it that bad? You know. Uh, I don't have a logical answer for that. It's all based <laughs> on illogical emotion at this point. Um, no, I'm 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 really good at, at 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 rationalizing things for myself, as you have probably already figured out. Um, mm -hmm. um, and letting letting my own um, fears and insecurities put a box around me. Mm -hmm. um, the, 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 Very easy. To, to me, the big part is just the internet being a scary place. I I, I did grow up pre-internet. I, I didn't have Same. you know I didn't have a cell phone until I was in my mid twenties. Didn't go online you know until I was in my very late teens. So and there you know there are of course many of us out there, but um, it's it's not something I've I've embraced. Yeah, I, I even walked away from Facebook a while ago, and I I, mm. I only really use social media to keep track of live in in person things so mm -hmm. so I've, I've been pushing myself to to get more comfortable with it during the pandemic mm -hmm. and and i think the the main thing that i think everyone who should take away from this and pretty much anything i ever say on here is nobody cares what you do <laughs> really like the like i was telling everyone who i had a guest on this like podcast for like last three six months if i could change the name of this podcast it would be nobody cares <laughs> like no one truly cares what you do with your life as long as you're not hurting anyone you're doing your own thing it's like this like i'm sure it was ingrained especially in maybe conservative families that you need to be a little more reserved or a little more like I don't know, pay more attention to what you're putting out there. I don't know if it's a Indiana thing. It sounds like it, especially in those areas with those Wendy's, maybe like you need to protect everything at all times with a gun, even I guess at Wendy's. Sure. I don't know how bad you need this frost, this <laughs> frosty or, you know, like these curly fries. I don't, I don't know. These, I don't no, know. you, you hit the nail on the head right there. <laughs> and it all has to do with, with protection. And, and I've experienced this so many times with my adopted family here in the Midwest. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to make some generalizations here in order to try and make a point. And I, I, I hope nobody's going to hold that against me. But from, I from, what, I I do. from, from what I understand, <laughs> you know, most of my education about American culture has, has happened while I've been living here. But I also got a, a really nice glimpse about how the rest of the world generalizes <laughs> the same way we mm -hmm. in the United States generalize about other cultures. And so if we're, if we're going to break it down into conservative versus liberal viewpoints, a lot about conservatism is about protecting what you have, right? Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. In whatever form, it's protecting what you have, it's protecting the status quo, it is limiting the outside influence on your own life and your own viewpoints. And I have a very, very hard time making meaningful connections in 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 that type of population. That that it's it's very ingrained that I've worked hard for what I have. This is what I have, and I need to protect it. That's not how I I've bounced around from place to place and 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 take you know been 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 blessed with the kindness of of so many people throughout my life who have been willing to give and receive what I was able to to provide 
you know, it's, it's a whole varied experience. And I think that's what's been most challenging on this particular path that I've had is that the choices that I've made that, that to, 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 to build one type of life have, at least in my mind, excluded some other possibilities. And, and, and like I was saying, I, I chose to put my resources into very specific things. And I'm just now waking up to the, the other things that make me a, a complete person. And, mm-hmm. and, and I'm coming up against those barriers um, and trying to tear them down is uh, just, just emotionally daunting above anything else. I know, I know that uh, given the right framework, I can, I can have a meaningful discussion with friends and family that are conservative that you know, would find this, these kinds of conversations very uncomfortable. And, and you know, I've been shut down from meaningful conversations very many times because they were just too uncomfortable or just not interesting. Like, okay, well, how many times have I listened to what you've had to say about golf? I don't find that interesting. Oh, I'm sorry. I know you like golf. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah. Sorry. How do you feel so far? I mean, how do you feel like with this in this chat? Like, is, do you feel scared? Are you less nervous? Do you feel like this isn't anything? Like, oh no, I'm very excited to see how it it turns out. I really am. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I'm still nervous. Um, A little bit. I hear. It. I sense it. Yeah. Um, I I've I've also flirted with um, being in the spotlight my whole life. Um, like I said, it was in theater. Um, do it, Turkey. Do it. Do it. Did a lot of singing and dancing, <laughs> but uh, ultimately walked away oh, from from any of that because I also just there was part of me that just felt uncomfortable being in the spotlight and drawing attention to myself. Um, so so I I took a more backseat role. Um, Have you seen yourself? Me. Did you see the photos you sent me? You you're gorgeous. Why would you not show yourself <laughs> off to the world? What's wrong with you? Come on. You just need some. You just need like a devil on your shoulder that says, "Come on, girl, do that." Do yeah. That stuff. yeah. No, no. And 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 I've I've had many cheerleaders along the way, and I've 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 selected you know the advice that felt most comfortable to me <laughs> um, along the way. But um, sure. Yeah. No. It's just I've I've always presented more confidently than I th- I think I've I've felt inside, and it's it's all mm-hmm. just it's all coming out right now for the first time. Great. I'm glad it came out now and not in like 30 years when you're in a wheelchair and you're like, oh, I love these heels. And that's it. Sorry, all the 70 year olds who are listening to this. Sorry, I apologize. <laughs> or our wonderful friends who prefer to feel that way. That's true. Shout out to you, Amanda. You look yeah, great. Absolutely. Um, that was a wonderful podcast. There, yeah, it's, it's, it's this idea that I think we need balance. Yes, you should protect whatever you have, but you can't let that be so like you're so risk averse that you don't want to do anything but yeah once you're so you're so protective or you're so conservative and you're so like reserved you don't let yourself experience new and exciting things whereas you'd also don't want to go the opposite end where you're too liberal and you're too crazy and you're just like i mean you can have as much sex as you want we're sex positive here in the cross house podcast but like you don't want to be so much that you're just like you know leaving your wife to explore all these other things if unless that is something you do want to pursue because you feel like you do need to transition and you, your wife doesn't accept you, which is you know something that like Sierra has talked about where she is having to go through that. And that is a very valid way because, you know, she, Sierra wants to be with her wife, but if her wife doesn't see her as the person that she was, 
you know, so forth, so forth. So it, it, it's like a, it's a very fine balance that I think a lot of people haven't discovered yet and, or people are afraid to discover, which is also kind of, I don't know if that's worse that they're just going to like, I don't know. I, I think it's, it's really crappy when you, when a person chooses to not do anything at all yeah. and just say, well, fuck it. I, I'm just going to hide. I'm just going to, I don't want to hurt anybody, but it's like, you're not hurting anyone. You're hurting yourself and you're preventing yourself from being your, like what we like to call in the podcast, your most authentic self, your truest self, your most honest self. I don't know. It's just, it sucks when you can't do that. And I think people will listen to your story and might want to do that. I don't know. How do you feel? <laughs> No, uh, you're you're absolutely right, and um, I really appreciate all of the valuable stories and experiences that you've been able to share. And um, um, there are many many people that find value in it. A lot of value. But see, you can only find so much value in something unless you're related to yourself, or unless you do something with that value, right? Like you can hear, like, "Oh man, that's so amazing with that person." Darn, I'm gonna go sit here and do nothing. Yeah, <laughs> it's like <laughs> what? Absolutely. It's, oh, because this is something I knew existed, but I never thought would be in my home. Um, and, you know, those types of interactions have happened for me many times as, as you know, somebody who, who feels like, continues to feel like an outsider a lot of times. So it's just taking the work and, 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 and communicating in a way that the other person can hear you. Communicating in a way that, that is allows you to be heard. My, my wife and I had a, a, a fairly interesting experience where I, it must have been this, yeah, it was, it was this fall, this last fall. I was, I was going out to Target, uh, working from home, dressed femme, and was feeling quite confident going uh, to the grocery store again with a mask on, walking around in leggings, and I had a cute little midriff shirt that I was wearing as well. And, you know, just stuff that I thought was fun and cute, but was, uh, I was not um, trying to present as a woman. I was not trying to pass. I was just wearing clothes that I thought looked good on my body. And they were a mix match from the men's section and the women's section because I was like, I don't give a fuck. And I was feeling euphoric during that period. Um, I think it was maybe two weeks of just doing my own thing. And I was ready to go to my in-law's house that night, dressed in leggings and a tunic. Um, I don't think I had my wedge shoes on. I think I was just wearing some Vans and some leggings and a tunic and my hair pulled back and colors were pink and blue. So kind of in your face, kind of, this isn't uh, Trekkie's normal clothes. Um, this, this, is, <laughs> this is different. Um, and after getting back from Target and my wife reminding me that we're going over to her in-laws place, I just jumped into her car exactly the way I was. I'm like, fuck it. This is what I would do if I was home. I would show up at my, my parents' place just wearing what I wanted to wear and letting the conversation mm -hmm. happen organically. So that's what I'm going to do here. Mm -hmm. And uh, we drove over to her parents' place and we were silent the whole time. Just And, and yeah. I could tell she was just... There was, she was not right. The things were not yeah. right at all. Yeah. And I said, I, I, I said that. I said, it doesn't seem like things are right. Um, I, I think it has something to do with the way I'm dressed. Um, I think we need to talk about it. She didn't want to talk about it. And we got mm -hmm. all the way to her parents' place and pulled up into the driveway. 
and she was still just sitting there shaking. I said, do you think that this is going to end poorly if we go into the house with me dressed like this? And she didn't want to say that it would because she knew that it shouldn't. It shouldn't matter. And she wanted to support me and she could see how excited I was, but she was terrified of what would happen. Mm -hmm. And I told her afterwards, I was like, I kind of did that to force the conversation. Whether it was you or yeah. with your parents, I just, I did it to force the conversation. She's like, you shouldn't force yeah. a conversation. I'm like, otherwise we're not having these conversations. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, because we can talk about it and talk about it and talk about it and say, well, yeah, this, yeah, that's, that's interesting, but I, I feel uncomfortable about it. And like, until we do it, it's not, ha it's never going to be a thing. Anyway, in, in that moment, I said, okay, well. I, th I think, based on this interaction, that we might need to put a pin in this and come back to it because we're expected for dinner and we need to pick up our kids. And so here's what I'd like to offer to do. I'm gonna, you can jump out of the car right now and I'm going to run home. I'm going to take off the leggings and put on my sweatpants. And, you know, and that'll bring things at least in line enough for your parents to go, oh, that's Trekkie's wearing pink. Um, and that's an unusual color for him. And, but, but have it be just a, a, a little introduction and see how it goes. Because I've done other things. I've walked around my, my own house with my hair and pigtails. And my father-in-law said, I'm sorry, I just, I can't talk to you right now. I can't take you seriously. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just trying to find little ways, like subtle ways, yeah, subtle ways of, of, of building it up to, so the boy, by the time we get around to that, having the conversation. It's not such a huge impact. Like, oh yeah, we've we've seen we've seen something. There's some evidence there. This isn't a big mm -hmm. surprise. Um, because you know, I I am 40 years old, and there are a lot of people who I've developed meaningful relationships with, who will have never ever seen this coming, and yeah. and that's a huge challenge for me as well because it it I I. I <laughs> In my own crazy spiral, it, I, I start questioning my own authenticity. Like, well, if I have gone this long without making an issue about this, why would I, why would I cause a fuss now? Like, yeah. Is it is is it is this authentically me? I don't know. Yeah. My my therapist even asked. She said, "Would it be easier if you were just trans?" I said, "Yeah, probably. Yeah, I really <laughs> I think so." Yeah. Um. If I could definitively say that, no, some, something, something can be approved and this is how I will do it and here's a solution. No, but no, this is, this is, this is it's complex. Not to say that a trans journey is not complex, <laughs> but at yeah. least then I would have some answers for, for somebody. That's, that's all I'm saying. Um, yeah. I, I don't have any answers. Um, I'm just a kinky weirdo. We all are. Okay. It's, it's, <laughs> um. But you oh, also have, I, should, like... I should tell you a little bit about my son really quickly. And I should also say, I know your time is also not infinite. Your available time to do these things is not infinite. I'm also uh, uh, perfectly fine resuming um, uh, the conversation another time. We were talking about Mr. Potato Head recently. Yeah. Now as it's known, nice. Potato Head, um, yes. which I thought was a fantastic use of, of your first uh, um, roundtable. Mm -hmm. um, that was that episode, right? It was a roundtable? Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. um, 
And I've, I've loved the journeys that Potato Head has, has taken my family, my little family on. So I have uh, two girls. Eldest is 11, middle is nine, and then I have a boy who's five. Um, nice. And we've let them all define their own genders. We, did, we didn't do a gender reveal party for any of them, you know. And we didn't, uh, the, everything that we provided for them when they were born was, was as neutral as we could make it. Um, nice. That doesn't mean to say that there wasn't a lot of outside influence from family members and just <laughs> the world in general. And, but it's been really fun to watch them explore things as much as they feel comfortable with on their own. My, my middle child, who's female, she, she questioned her gender from a very young age when she could see that she identified with the, the boys she played with much more than the girls. And I think that's fairly common for for lots of kids when they're growing up and playing, just seeing where their interests align. But she also let that inform her fashion choices and things like that. And it was, um, it was certainly an interesting journey. And she's fluctuated, and she's very confident in in defining her own style and what fits her identity. Now, my son, who's kind of right in the middle of all of that, being five years old. To go back to Potato Head, because we, we have three kids, and you know every, it seems like every Christmas there's a family member trying to find a fun toy that can just fit into anyone's collection <laughs> that doesn't cost too much. We have a couple of different Potato Heads, um, and they all just go into a bin. And it, the, you know, the packaging was never uh, uh, something that was relevant at all. It was just, oh, this potato had these, has these certain pieces, and they're all going to go in the bin. And I, I can't remember any time where there wasn't some element of mixing between sets, especially gendered. You're just trying to make something fun and silly. Um, so, you know, the, the way toys are marketed and the ways that they are most commonly played with is completely different in so many cases. And that's one of those toys that has led to my kids feeling free to do what they wanted to do. In fact, we were going through the usual seasonal clothes shuffle, trying to figure out what kid needs what clothes. Mm -hmm. And um, the girls are used to doing the hand-me-down thing. And there was a bag of my middle child, who's female bag of her clothes sitting in the hallway and my son noticed that we weren't automatically just bringing hand-me-downs into his room like we were doing with the girls now i wasn't i was actually wasn't involved in this and probably if i had been i i might have i think it certainly would have crossed my mind um but whatever in the stage of of the project that they were in my son um, saw the bag and asked what it was, and there were his sister's clothes. And so he just started going through them and emptied nearly half the bag of stuff that he wanted for his own wardrobe. Oh, wow. Things with sequins and sparkles and uh, you know, lightning bolts and pink things. And uh, he, he actually confidently has a female alter ego that, that he goes by. Um, I'd say oh. maybe maybe once or twice a month he comes downstairs in the morning as Rose. Nice. Um, yeah, and yes. it's so <laughs> they're calling me on my shit every day. Clearly, you 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 are you've raised great children. I hope they you reflect. <laughs> you were able to reflect on that. Like, um, Ryan, uh, are you gonna be um, 
you know? Ah. <laughs> uh. I, I don't even know what else to say to you, girl. I mean, you've pretty much said everything you need to know. And I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. That... I mean, you even answered my question. Like, I don't even know what else to answer, ask you. Like, <laughs> I think, you know what? A, a, a new question I would propose to you as an ending question, but knowing what you know now about uh, Trekkie or, or Ryan, also like that's very cute. Or Rianne or something, some variation of it. Knowing what you know about Rianne or Ryan or Trekkie, what would you have done differently had you known about her earlier in your life? Uh, it's a pretty easy one. Um, I, I would have shared her with, with more people. Um, mm-hmm. I, I did tell my aunt recently. I just called her up. Um, Ooh, yeah. I knew that she was longing for connection. And I had been wanting to reach out to her for a while. And I'd planned on writing her a letter, but I just thought, yeah, I'm just going to give her a call. And I just told her everything. And she said, this is such a non-issue. <laughs> like, it was kind of disheartening <laughs> okay. in a way. But she was like, look, I don't, it's probably just because it's me and you're you, but like, this isn't a surprise. Um, <laughs> and and she said, yeah, and I, you know, I, the, the cross-dressing in particular, you know, like she said, though, though I, I didn't expect it, I'm not put off by it. It's, it's not like she, she, it's not like she knew all along. Like she didn't see it. I, I held it. I kept it a very tight secret, but she was just like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> <laughs> told you, I told you the best name of this podcast is no one cares. It's well. Here, here's here's who I know care. Um, okay. I, I and I've said this on on the uh, Discord a couple times. That how I how I listen to the podcast most of the time is driving around rural Indiana, working at schools and churches. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, you know these are very very small communities, and I I'm representing a, a company, and I'm representing mm-hmm. um, a lot of different things, and. Mm-hmm. I, I could not, I, I don't, I don't think I could support my family doing what I'm doing. Um, sure. Presenting that way. It just, it wouldn't economically work. Uh, I would not be invited back. I would not be invited to participate in the projects that I'm hoping sure. to, to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that does trickle down because I work in a very small industry. Um, mm-hmm. So, there, there, right now, at this point in my life, doing what I'm doing under these set of circumstances, there are certain boundaries that probably need to stay in place. Mm-hmm. I get um, that. Yeah. And um, just the act of figuring out where the line is, is mm. and, and, and how I'm going to set it, you know? It's like there's this board game and I'm setting up the pieces. Um, <laughs> It's, but you're the queen, right? Absolutely, yeah. yes. <laughs> uh, well, you're an amazing guest. I don't know why you were so nervous. It's like clearly you you were made for this. Like, what are you doing? Like, why don't you have your own podcast, bro? Like, gosh. <laughs> like you have the advice. You know what you need. You know what you're very smart. You're very intelligent. You are. You're just like capable of knowing yourself, which is key. I know you're learning, and we all are. But like, that's the key. And if anyone listening. Uh, to this, what, what do you want someone to take away from it? Um, try to put yourself first when e- e- even even when you're you're 
focused on other things, you can't neglect yourself. Um, I think that's probably been said to death. Um, but you've always got to be a whole person. And there can be times in our, our life where we've got to devote resources to other things. I know um, graduate school and, and earlier on in my career and raising children, th these are all times when I felt stretched so thin um, that looking inward wasn't even on my radar. I'd just work, 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 fall asleep. Um, but that that's not going to fulfill you if, if you're at all questioning um, who you are and what makes you happy. You've you got to take the time to figure it out sooner rather than later. Yes. I mean, I don't know what else. Again, you were an amazing guest that we will definitely have on again. I, I mean, yeah, yes. <laughs> I'm applauding in my, my room. Yay. Well, um, you're awesome. My girl, do you? So thank you for being on the podcast. I mean, well, you know, we'll do this again. Maybe you want to be in a roundtable discussion about diapers. I don't know. About, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I would leggings. Love you seem to love leggings. I don't know. <laughs> Um, well, that's, I was talking earlier about being nervous for summer to come up. Leggings are easy. They're so close to sweatpants and so many people sure. wear, uh, fitted sweatpants now that it's like, well, what's the difference? Um, so yeah, yeah. it's one of those little subversive things like wearing girls underwear under your clothes. You doesn't matter how you're f feeling or who you're going to be around. There are things that you can, you know, things that you can, um, th that can or should be fairly gender neutral. Mm -hmm. um so yeah leg leggings i think that, that <laughs> i was talking with somebody else recently um i can't remember where but we were both stuck at the same point like trying to introduce new new feminine things and we're stuck with leggings and tunics and i'm like well where do i go from here and summer's coming up and i like wearing shorts oh girl shorts are short i like that but does this mean I'm going to be running around camping and in my backyard and hanging out with friends in short shorts this summer like what does that look like mm -hmm. <laughs> i'm considering my 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 middle child really would like to get her ears pierced and i'm going i really want to join you yeah. uh, <laughs> as you should you yeah. should yeah exactly you can wear studs you exactly wear studs. there's no reason there's absolutely no reason why i shouldn't these are the kinds of things that i should, uh, that i i feel i can just go yeah let's do it and then we'll have the conversation <laughs> if we need to um so the the future is bright but uh, I overthink things, and like I said, my confidence has taken a lot of blows over the years, and I've done a lot to overcompensate in other ways. Uh, and, obviously, yes. And, and <laughs> yeah, and, and just, just admitting that and trying to work on that is, is daunting. So. Well, if you need any more confidence boosters, you've got me. I'm here all the time. Listen to the podcast. Anyone else out there who has confidence issues, just come over here. We have people, people who will help and talk and help you through it because no one cares <laughs> well thank you for the lovely compliments and thank you so much for the conduit for people like me um and yes. all, your, all your wonderful guests um uh, you know just well you're uh, one of them uh, now uh, you're part of the lore you're part of this <laughs> yeah. you're part of this your name is trekkie now but it, maybe it's ryan in a bit or ryan or something and maybe sure, so and finally the miscellany yes
And that was the end, and that was my curious conversation with Ryan, aka Trekkie. Another absolute gem of a curious conversation, because Ryan was just so much fun. The fact that she also is a Trekkie is just, I don't know, awesome, because there are so many takeaways from that show that you can just relate to the transgender experience. I love that cross-dressing is an element in Ryan's life and that she's learned to embrace it. Also that she's part of the ABDL community and that coming out to her supportive wife, how her wife just rolls with it. Like going to Chicago to Capcom and also going out to Ikea with her dressed as Ryan. Like I think that's just super fantastic. Support is so important for cross-dressers and transgender individuals that I can't help but applaud that relationship. I think Ryan and her wife are just setting such great examples as parents and adults. I think it's just, I don't know, a bright thing for our future. So bravo, you two. Again, if you have your own story or relate to Ryan's story and want to tell me yours, well, email me giselle at crosscyaspodcast.com, DM me on Instagram at podcast, or chat me up on Discord, rochi underscore mochi pound 7325. And really just tell me your story or tell me anything. All you closeted cross-dressers slash transgender people out there, really, come out. I want to hear from you. Across the Yas community wants to hear from you, too. Remember, you're not alone, and really, I'm here for you if, at the very least, so come out and talk to me. But that was it for this episode. Hope you found it as fun as I did. I should be back next week with another episode and an unsolved mystery that I'm going to ask you, the Cross Yas listener, for help. So stay tuned for that. But until next time, as always, keep it fresh, stay blessed, and remember, you're gorgeous! Again, guys, I'm not here to diagnose or treat anything. I'm just here to share my story. Have others come on the podcast to share their story to help you learn about the world of cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender a bit more. Mm-hmm.